Picture this. Two insurance agents going after the same law firm. They want to write the business. They want to get the broker of record letter and become the awarded agent on the account. One of them is sort of a quasi-generalist. They write a little bit of this. They write some restaurants. They write some construction accounts. They write some stores and so forth. They're a good agent and a decent agency. It's just that they really are sort of a generalist. Whereas there's a second agent. The second agent really understands law firms, actually writes law firms, has a number of law firms that are already clients, has a number of testimonials from law firms that are current clients, is able to sit down with the prospect and say, these are the insurance carriers right now writing law firms in this state. Here are the main differences, and this is a, these are the carriers that are going to be the most competitive, and this is how I want to market your account going forward. They have an actual plan. Can you guess which one's probably going to win the business? See, that's the issue that we're going to talk about today is that there's a difference between an agent who is branded in his or her own micro niche versus an agent who is not. If you're trying to sell more insurance, then stay tuned to this episode because I'm going to be teaching you about how to actually brand yourself in order to win more new clients. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out, or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back. My name is Charles Specht and I am the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer and it is great to have you with us today. On this episode, we're talking about branding. Branding, branding, branding. This might even be referred to as personal branding, although we're probably going to talk about a few different things such as agency branding and individual agent branding, maybe also called personal branding. So we're going to talk about corporate branding and personal branding agency branding, and agent branding. I'm going to speak primarily to insurance agents, although there are definitely some agents on here who are agency owners or leaders in the agency, and so you want to maybe take these things to heart. But at the end of the day, here's why I feel this is sort of an important thing, is because the world has changed, as you know that. Obviously, with the regards to the internet and social media, and frankly, everything, how it's changed over even the, like the last, I would say, 12 months, Things have really ramped up and changed with AI and content and all this kind of stuff that's taking place right now. The thing is, is that if you are not really focused on your brand and building your brand up to what you want it to be, you are inadvertently creating a brand that is hindering you from getting the success that you want. And so on this podcast episode, we're going to talk about branding, but specifically how you can start to utilize branding in order to write more clients and therefore write more commission and make more money after all is said and done. Because frankly, that's the end goal here. 
We want to do what we can in order to win more clients and make more money. That's why you're listening to the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, because you're not listening to the Mediocre Insurance Producer Podcast. You're listening to the podcast that's helping insurance agents build a $1 million or more book of business. But let's take it back now to that initial example that I used at the beginning of this episode. Two different agents going after a law firm. One is a bit of a quasi-generalist. The other one is an agent that focuses specifically in law firms. And so I think the obvious answer here is that the one who focuses on the law firm is going to be the one who wins that account for the most part. Now, that's not always true. There's a lot of other things that might come into play, but all things being equal, the insured's probably going to want to choose an agent who really gets them, understands their problems, has services even related to their industry, knows which carriers are out there and so forth, has a plan. If you're an agent right now, that you still feel like you're kind of a quasi-generalist, you really don't have any kind of an area of focus or expertise, I would guess that that's likely why you are even right now at this moment experiencing what might be considered sales mediocrity, the sales sludge. You're not really writing business as consistently as you want, nor frankly are you probably writing accounts of the size that you want. It's typically and usually because Generalist insurance agents tend to shrink, whereas micro-niche insurance agents go bigger. Generalist insurance agents shrink, micro-niche insurance producers go bigger. And so we need to talk about branding, because branding is what your prospect thinks about you. It's not what you think about yourself. It's not how good you are. It's how others perceive you. You know, and here's the truth also, is that there's lots of different products out there, not even just non-insurance related, just lots of products out there, millions of products that are out there available, products, services, all that kind of stuff. Two different people in whatever industry it is might have really, really good results that a plan, a strategy, a product, whatever, that can provide a really good result to any particular account that a customer who might actually find them and do business with them. But the issue is that one customer is going to find that maybe consultant number one or product number one, because that one has a better brand, does a better job at marketing. Whereas the other one who might be as equally good is not going to get accounts in today's marketplace because they are not active on social media. They do not have a brand that resonates with people. They are not doing anything that is consistent. They are not putting out content. They are not building relationships. They're not focusing on their micro niche. And so the thing is, is that if you really have something that can help someone else, you have to push yourself out of shrinking and actually begin to go forward and think bigger. So how then do you do that? How can you begin to brand yourself in order to win more accounts? That's the question. That really is the question. And so then I wanted you to just think about it for a moment. Think about it. Are you someone right now, are you an insurance agent right now that is actually actively working on your brand or not? Look, we're all on a spectrum, if you will, someplace where there is the insurance agent out there who is the least branded out there in the marketplace. And there is another insurance agent uh, out there who is the most branded in his or her own micro niche. And the rest of us are just all on the spectrum somewhere. Okay. We all can work at it. We all can get better. But the thing is, is that I tend to see most insurance agents are usually hovering over here somewhere where they're just like not really doing much. And therefore, I really feel you are not experiencing the kind of results that you know that you're capable of 
It's simply because you're not thinking outside of the box, going bigger, and actually working on your overall brand. And so I want you to do something about it. It's not enough just to say, yeah, I see that gaping hole in my marketing. I see that gaping hole in my lack of a brand. I see that gaping hole in my ability to ask for the business. I see that gaping hole in me not being able to set appointments. I see that problem. I see that that area where I am really struggling and I just, well, I'm not going to do anything about it. That's not acceptable. And I know you don't want to do that. So I know that you want to do something better and greater than that. So I want to ask you, what are you going to do to get to the next step. Here's an area where I see that a lot of insurance agents sort of drop the ball. And I want you not to do this going forward is that a lot of agents, for example, people who have become my clients, they come into the mastermind, whatever it is, they hire me for some coaching. It's because predominantly they don't even know where to begin. Most insurance agents don't even know where to begin. Most insurance agency owners don't know where to begin. And I get it. Nobody is really like teaching that to you. And you don't need to know all of that in order to get an insurance license. And most insurance agencies hire insurance producers and don't teach them that. And therefore, that's why insurance agents typically struggle when they're trying to go out there and write new business. So I totally understand it. But just because you haven't been taught it in the past doesn't mean that you have a reason just to sort of sit still and not move forward. Here's one of the things that I typically see happen. And it's a step in the right direction. It's just not a big enough step. Is that agents out there will start to go from just being a generalist and then they'll say, okay, I'm going to pick this particular micro niche. I'm going to go after law firms. I'm going to go after furniture stores. I'm going to go after swimming pool contractors. I'm going to go after whatever. I'm going to go after hotels or Chinese food restaurants, or you pick whatever it is in your own mind. Most insurance agents are going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to start to go after that. And so they start to micro niche, which thumbs up, That's a good thing to do. It's just that that is only step one in a longer process. And so I actually see most agents kind of stop there. They don't really progress anything beyond that. So it's a great start in saying that I'm going to start putting together a list of prospects that are this industry, and I'm going to start doing a little bit of research on them. I mean, that's all good. But that's frankly internal things that you have to do. It's not outward facing. It's not anything necessarily that your prospect can see. It's not branding. It's all stuff that you're doing internally in your own sales process. But your prospect is going to do business with those they know, like, and trust. And they're not going to know, like, and trust you just because you have an internal process. They want to be able to see something externally in order for them to actually decide to hire you. And so a true micro-niche professional takes it beyond that. Here are some examples of things that maybe an agent who goes from a generalist to a micro-niche can then just sort of launch it to a few steps ahead if they really started to brand themselves. Here's a few things that I would say that you want to do. First, you're going from that generalist to the micro-niche. Great. Second thing is you really need to start understanding your micro-niche. It's not enough just to say, I'm going after law firms. You have to understand the significant problems that law firms are dealing with. You need to become a student of that industry. Here's where you need to go when you're thinking about your branding is that you have to brand yourself as somebody who's in the law firm space who just happens to also be an insurance agent. That's completely different than most insurance agents out there. Frankly, 99.9% of insurance agents who are, they are an insurance agent who just happens to kind of focus on prospecting law firms. That's what most insurance agents do, but that's not what you have to do. That's not what you can do if you're going to start launching yourself and accelerate to go bigger. 
you have to begin branding yourself as somebody who's in the law firm space that also just happens to be an insurance agent who specializes in insurance and financial services for law firms. When you can do that, you're taking everything to the next step. You really are. And so you go from generalist to micro niche to being somebody that becomes a student of the game, somebody who understands all the problems that law firms are dealing with. And I always talk about problems, 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 because when you can uncover problems, you can then create solutions to those. And therefore people want to do business with you when you have very good solutions, right? They got a problem figuring out how to get insurance. When you've got a really good solution to that, they're going to hire you for it but you have to understand problems. The more that you can begin to understand how law firms work, how they tick, all the things that are good that are happening, but also those things that are specifically bad that are problems. When you understand that, you can start to brand yourself. You can start to put out content to provide solutions to those things. You can speak to your insurance buyer with a different type of conversation where you come from the area of the expert rather than just another insurance agent who's giving them a call asking if they can offer them a quote. So the more that you can understand the micro niche industry of your insured, the more that you're going to be able to brand yourself in just a little bit. So you go from generalist to micro niche. You become an expert of the game. You start to understand their business. You start to understand their problems. Now, I would also tell you that you need to really understand the insurance marketplace, such as which carriers are offering the coverages, are even offering to offer uh, solutions and quotes for law firms. You need to know the nuances and the differences. You need to start taking a look at the policies from each of these carriers and start to figure out which ones are different, what are some of their benefits, their endorsements, their exclusions, their limits, all of that. You need to be able to, to take a look at it and say, I'm an expert who understands law firms. And I understand what makes them different. I understand that, that this particular insurance carrier only does this, but these two over here actually offer this. When you can do that, you are separating yourself from the competition dramatically. One of the nice things about being a micro-niched insurance agent is that you don't have to know all things about all carriers that are out there. Your insurance agency likely has dozens, if not hundreds, of appointments with insurance carriers and insurance providers that are out there. You don't need to know all of that. I would tell you, pick a micro niche that is sort of not really saturated, but it's kind of a difficult sort of middle uh, hazard to high hazard type of industry where there's only a few carriers that really go after it. And then that gives you a chance to only have to worry about those few carriers. You get a chance then to develop some relationships with just a few carriers and a few underwriters, but it allows you to do all of that. Now, as you're doing all of that, again, we're just talking about a lot of stuff that's internal yet. We really haven't gotten to branding so much yet. Then also you begin to create a 12-month timeline of services at your agency. As you're starting to look at all the problems that law firms are dealing with, you can start creating internal data, internal content that help the insured to see what it is that you're going to provide to them over the course of a 12-month period. This is called your timeline of services. I refer to it as a 12-month timeline of services. It's what you're going to do on a month-to-month -month basis, and it shows actual times and dates on what service you're going to provide and what the intended outcome is going to be and who's going to provide that particular service. It Then when you show this to a prospect, it helps them to see you're the best. You're the better choice. You're the right one to actually have hired and given the broker of record letter going forward. The 12-month time of services, it's so important. I can't even begin to like, you know, really emphasize the importance of having a true micro-niche 12-month time of services. Now, let's say you got that. Then we're going to work on things like your messaging, your scripting, your cold call carrot, 
What are you going to say? What are you not going to say? What is it that you're offering to the insured in exchange for a meeting of 30 minutes for the rest of their life? Because that's a big ask, right? You're asking someone to meet with you for 30 minutes. I want to take 30 minutes out of the remainder of your lifespan. Can I take 30 minutes from the remainder of your lifespan? I mean, frankly, that's a big ask for someone, right? Um, especially if they don't know you, they don't want to talk about insurance and so forth. So your scripting, your messaging needs to provide something in exchange for about a 30 minute to an hour meeting with you. It might be a tangible service. It might be a tangible product that you give to them, but it can also just be something that you're sort of working towards. Maybe the potential for lowering their insurance costs by 17% across the board, or maybe we're working on lowering your experience modification factor by 11 points going forward by just taking a look at your payrolls and the claims and so forth to see what's out there. Whatever it is, you have to have some sort of a promise. I refer to that as the C3. That's your cold call carrot. You got to have that scripting and that messaging, right? So again, these are things that you have to figure out internally before you actually start moving forward to picking up a telephone call, to sending that first email, to doing that walk-in visit, whatever. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. Now, branding. What exactly are you going to put out there into the open public space so that people can see what it is that you do, who you are, why you matter, and so forth? Your personal branding. Let's talk personal branding first, okay? Personal branding. As an individual insurance agent, I really feel that the difference between a well-branded insurance agent versus someone that's just kind of a normal insurance agent, I think the difference is close to about 35 to 50% additional commission. I really do. I think that's the difference. About 35 to 50% of an overall book of business is the difference between an agent who is branded in one particular area versus another one that is just a generalist insurance agent. And so don't take this lightly. Really focus on this because this is going to be the big difference between you achieving the level of success that you want. Your book of business is going to be dictated based upon your ability to relate your expertise to your prospect. Now, with that said, branding can happen in a number of different ways. I would definitely tell you that you need to have some kind of a social media presence. You need to be out there. And you need to pick your space. You can be in a few different spaces, but I would say pick your space. I Here's the first thing I hear. Charles, I don't even use social media. Yeah, well, you know what? Get off the porch, old man, old woman. You're going to have to do something about it. I'm sorry. You know, the, the year now is 2024 and you're going to have to do something about it. You can't just say, well, I don't know it. I don't use it. Tough. You, you, people didn't know how to use a telephone, but people have a telephone. People didn't know how to use email at first, but everybody uses email now. Everybody's on social media in one way or another, LinkedIn or Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, pick a place and you just got to start becoming an expert in your place. Your prospects are there. Your prospects are there. Pick your place. Maybe it's LinkedIn. 
If you're going after farmers, for example, I would say LinkedIn's not the place. Farmers aren't hanging out on LinkedIn. But if you're going after law firms, I would say that's a very good place to spend. LinkedIn is a very good place for a law firm, for example. There are the attorneys are there, the office manager there, who is the one who usually is kind of like dealing with everything up front. A great place to spend your time. But I also know some agents who are spending their time on TikTok doing a lot or on Facebook, they're killing it. Some people I know are just writing a lot of business on Instagram from doing their Instagram social media. It's just a matter of actually picking your place and owning your pond. You got to do it. You have to do it. Without it, you are going to be a nobody to your prospects. And I know you don't want that. So that's just the first pushback I get is like, well, I don't really use social media for my personal usage. Okay, that's fine. I get it. I don't care. We're going to use it for business purposes. I don't care if you're going to use it and you know, talk to grandma and your old neighbor and your high school buddy. I don't care if you don't use it for that. That's fine. But we're going to use social media for business purposes. Why? Because we have to get the brand out there. We want to be able to represent you. I mean, don't you want a business card? right? That, that everybody sort of looks at and they say, I know that guy. Like I, The business card used to be so important. It's not that important nowadays, but it used to be the thing. It's not as much as the thing today. Your email signature, that's all part of branding. Everything comes back to branding. Social media, your email, your website, everything. Got to focus on it. So you have to have that digital presence. Your branding, I would say, needs to be done sooner rather than later. Otherwise, you're going to lose business to those agents who are coming in and they understand it. So please do not sit back and just say, I think I was okay last year. I'm going to be okay this year. I don't know. I think somebody's going to come take your lunch. I think somebody's going to come and take your clients from you. It's going to happen. It might not be this year, but it's going to be soon. Because people want to do business with people who have solutions to their bigger problems, not just somebody who's nice. And I also feel that we have moved from the insurance industry, that people want to do business with those who understand their business and have solutions, and not just somebody who plays golf. I don't think we're in that same world anymore. I feel like it has changed and it has changed dramatically. I'm not saying don't golf. It's also should be a part of your brand if that's a big thing that you're doing. But I just want you to understand the insured has changed. The prospect has changed in the things that he or she wants from an insurance agent nowadays, right? They might want something that's much more digital, something that's much more virtual. Maybe they don't want you coming into their office and bothering them. I would tell you that that's probably a lot of insurance a lot of insurance buyers out there. They don't want you bothering them anymore. So you got to pick your social media category, the platform and just double down in that area. It's the difference between winning and losing. So, just put it out there. You can start figuring out your profile. Okay? Your profiles are obviously where it's going to start. You also I would say you need to be sort of a content provider in your social media branding. You want to start putting out content so that you're seen as a thought leader in your space. Please don't, if you're going to pick your social media, don't try to be an insurance agent for law firms and an insurance agent for furniture stores and an insurance agent for swimming pool contractors. Just pick one. Pick one and go all in in that area. It's so much easier to brand in the micro niche industry of an account than it is something else. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't have your micro niche brand on something like lowering an X mod and workers' compensation. Absolutely, you can. It's just that understand then that you're only going to be reaching out to people who have that problem. 
And then people who don't have that problem, or at least who don't perceive that they have that problem, they're never going to see you as somebody that they want to do business with. But you can brand yourself as somebody who truly understands workers' compensation and lowers X mods, and you just happen to do it for law firms. And so you go all in, and it is a major service that you can provide to law firms. There's a lot of a, a lot of companies out there that need that help. So when you go all in in the personal brand of the industry, you're going to end up having much greater success across the board. So I'm telling you right now, you need to get highly involved in social media to build your brand. Without it, you are losing money. Now, let's kind of pivot to corporate branding for a minute. Absolutely, corporate branding is needed for social media. But I would also tell you, please understand corporations, please understand agency owners that for the most part, people do not do a lot of engagement with corporate pages or corporate accounts. Again, I don't really want to you know, spend time you know, communicating back and forth with the Nike account, even though I might like wearing Nike shoes. It's because I don't know who that person is behind that thing, and I'm not going to sit there and like con- converse back and forth. It's not how it works. So people want to converse with people, but you need to have a personal brand. You need to have a personal brand even on your agency website, which is frankly where I tell you, where I would tell insurance agency owners, you need to own that space. If your agency is going to go after law firms, then if that is a major component, it if, frankly, if that is the major component of your agency, it needs to be all over your homepage. It needs to be the very first thing that they see. I would tell you maybe even get a vanity URL and have that pointed to your agency website so that every time you're doing prospecting out there, you can tell them to go to you know, lawfirminsurance.com. And when they go, it just points to whatever page that you want them to go to on your website. If you're going after a few different industries, then I would say you definitely need to have a page that is really focused, for example, on law firms and maybe have some some solutions, some video content, whatever it is that people can put their email address in and download that. You want that. You want them downloading your content. You want them to see you as the go-to expert in the space. You don't want it just to be informational. You want things to happen. You want give and take. That actually creates the relationship that you want, that you need in order to turn that prospect into a client. But that's on you, agency owners. That's on you, agency leaders. The website is yours. And for you not to have a website that is branded for the things that your that your producers are going after, shame on you. I cannot believe that you would hire producers, have them go after certain aspects, micro niche industries, and then not even help them to win the business by having some kind of a corporate face, a brand out there in that particular micro niche. Why would you do that? If that's you right now, please smack your hand, stop that nonsense, and actually start getting focused on corporate branding that actually helps your producers write business. That's corporate branding. Back to personal branding now. Remember, generalists, you go from generalist to micro niche. Then you really dive in. You start to understand their industry in regards to the problems they have. You got to start doing some research then also on the carriers. You got to know what they write and what they won't write and what are the differences and the nuances. You put together your scripting and your messaging. You've got your cold call carrot, the services that you're going to provide. You put together your 12-month timeline of services. You're working on your social media campaign. Maybe you're working on just one social media platform like LinkedIn, or maybe you're working on Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. 
So maybe you're going to focus on all three, whatever you're going to do, you got to have some kind of a forward facing brand where your insurance buyers are going to be. Now, I would tell you that when you start looking at it from that perspective, it makes everything a little bit easier because now you can start doing things like reaching out to trade associations for whatever it is that you're going after. And I would start reaching out to them in, in order to do a few different things. Some webinars, maybe you're offering some free services. You want to become the endorsed agent to their members. Um, you start going to their trade shows. You start having booze and so on. You become the go-to face for that micro niche. One of the greatest things that I think insurance agents can do is to reach out to associations to become the endorsed insurance agent to represent their members. But if I was an executive director of an association, I would only choose you or allow you to be endorsed through the association if I really felt you had something significant for my membership, that you really understood this trade association. You really understood the organizations that are here and you had a good feel for their major problems and you had solutions to those problems. But when you do something like that, everything becomes easier. Everything. Now, another way in which to start taking your branding, I think, to the next level is, you know, this isn't going to be a rant or anything like that, but here's one of the things I think I see kind of often and it sort of, it makes me laugh. It kind of makes me chuckle. I see insurance agents out there teaching, you know, basically sales training and teaching other insurance agents how to sell and all that kind of stuff. Look, I don't care. Do what you want to do. I'm just wondering, does that actually put any money in your pocket? I'm just wondering, like, is that really where your prospect is at? I, I just don't get it. My thought is why not spend your time going after your prospects? I mean, that's what I do. I mean, I'm, I'm working with insurance agents. That's why I spend all my time here. I wouldn't be spending all my time helping insurance agents if really I was trying to get law firms as my clients. That doesn't make any sense to me. But what I would do is that I would use social media to help my prospect. And I would take it then even a step further. I'm telling you, I think that you need to get a, an audio podcast and or a video podcast for your micro niche industry. This is a game changer. I'm just telling you, it is a flat out game changer when it comes to your prospecting. Because again, you don't have to write a thousand clients. You only really need about 35, 50, 75, whatever that number is. Whatever number of clients you can handle at a certain level is going to be your goal. And when you have something like a video podcast for that specific micro niche industry, an audio podcast that's going to go on Stitcher and iTunes and so forth, you get to prospect using it as you are the host of the law firms across the United States of America podcast. And then you're reaching out to these law firms so that you can speak to the main owner, the main lawyer, and then that you can bring them on as a guest so that they get a chance to brag about their law firm, how good they are, their people, all that kind of stuff. It is a tremendous way in which to build rapport. It is a great way in which to prospect and then you really get a chance to have a lot of people listening. Your prospects are going to start listening as you start to push it out there. And you can then start even creating lists of law firms around the country. And you can start putting out your podcast and your audio and video podcast to your prospects. They are going to see it. And then they're going to start responding to you. I'm telling you, if you are not right now really focused on getting an audio and or video podcast set up for the micro niche industry that you're going after, you are leaving so much money on the table, hundreds of thousands of dollars. I am 100% convinced of that. It is so true. 
And if like, you don't even have to be going after kind of a really cool, sexy industry. I mean, you could be going after water well drillers and you create a podcast for water well drillers. And these owners of the water well drilling companies can come on and you can explain how not only you're pushing that out there, but potentially, you know, their customers are going to see it and so forth. It just gives them a chance to like really get their name out there. I mean, frankly, don't your business owners want to get their name out there as well? Don't they market? Don't they try to advertise? Don't they try to get publicity? Absolutely they do. And they can come on yours, which is, for example, the the nation's number one law firms across the United States of America podcast. And then they get to come on and brag about themselves. It's marketing, it's publicity, and you get a chance to develop a relationship with a decision maker. Wow. What a great way to prospect. And look, it all comes down to branding. Everybody, by the way, has a brand. Yours just might suck. I don't know how else to say it. I hope that doesn't offend you. I feel kind of weird saying it. I don't like to say that word. I just kind of feel like, ah, it's kind of, it's not a very positive word. But frankly, I think after all said and done, your branding might suck and you might need to work at it. You might just need to get better, but you do have a brand right now. It's just not very good. But even if it isn't very good, it's amazing what you could do and where you could get it to go. If you really spend some time taking a look at it, frankly, at the end of the day, It's the difference between being an amateur and a professional. The difference between an insurance agent who simply makes enough money to pay the bills versus one who is creating wealth and building a $1 million or more book of business. Question that I have for you is, what are you going to do about your brand? Now, that's a good question. My name is Charles Specht. I am the CEO and Chief Sales Officer of Permission Network Insurance Agency, where I teach and train insurance agents all around the country, as well as Canada, on how to build a $1 million or more book of business. And I usually do it by teaching them about broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland. And we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. 
So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast Certified.